Now, when the matter of the refugee crisis comes up on the news or in conversation, it's quite common to hear people spoken about as one large group, one movement, rather than many individual lives caught up. A lot of focus goes on our differences. Space isn't always made for positive stories of human connection. That can be very powerful, as we know. I recently met a woman through a podcast project that aims to get beyond the labels and the prejudice that it's sometimes directed at refugees in Ireland. Uh, Through recording the Small World podcast, I had the great privilege of speaking with an incredible woman and I would really like you to meet her too. Good morning, Kinda. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Brandon. Thank you so much for having me in your show. It's Uh a great... Honour. Oh, so I'm, so, I'm so glad to get to talk to you again. I loved our first chat on the podcast, which actually comes out today and we'll tell more details about that a little later. There's so many things I want to talk to you about, but I suppose I'll hand it to you. You can introduce yourself to our listeners, where you're from and when did you arrive in Ireland? Um, I'm Syrian. I arrived in Ireland um, 2019. It has been four almost years full of many things. Um, and But finally, I can tell you, like, how can I introduce myself? I'm a mother of three boys and I just got my degree in uh, adult community education, master's from Munich University, which is shaped my new identity now. So I'm very, very, yeah. I'm really yeah, happy for you. you. And you now live in Drogheda? I do, I do. How, just, I how's there. your weather this morning, just to check? Oh, it's, uh, it's a storm. Like uh, we got the message like many other families stay at home and get not to go to school. So <laughs> it's a kind of a stormy. It's cozy inside and um, warm. Lovely. Yeah. So I just want to make sure I get this in. So one of the reasons the UNHCR and an organisation called The Useless Project wanted to make the podcast was because of the Global Refugee Forum taking place in December in Geneva on the 13th and 15th of Dece- to 15th of December. Countries from all over the world, including Ireland, will come together to pledge refugee support. So that's the, that's, I just want to get that in. That was the purpose of doing this very interesting podcast. And I was one of the guest interviewers, I suppose. Isn't that right? Yeah. Now, the thing about you that really struck me and I, it really amazed me, actually. And, and one thing we have in common is our work as broadcasters. And so you worked as a presenter and a host of shows in Syria for many years, didn't you? Yes, yes, yes. Um, I did like about 19 years. You were a TV broadcaster and producer. Can you tell me a little bit more about the work you did? The breakfast show, I think, the morning show, did you? Yeah, yeah. I did a morning show like for 19 years. You know why I'm not going through these details? Usually I would be very fluent to go through all these uh, details that I was proud of. Uh, It's just so many reasons, Brendan. First of all, I want to say like um, when we are talking about, you know, just the image and the stories you you were talking about with this beautiful interview I just listened to. Uh, It's the image behind the scenes you see. Like I I was describing, like we are today uh, staying in our cozy, warm uh, homes in this, uh, you know, storm. But an image cannot, I cannot just uh, ignore is what is happening to the children in Gaza. I jump to this very quickly because I want to say, like when we did this recording for the interview, that happened before, you know, what is happening now in Gaza. And um, I, I keep thinking every day, like, um, how can interviews, how can a human being help other 
human being with just spreading the awareness um, in making such interviews and in spreading the awareness in general. So I used to work uh, in TV, as you mentioned, and when I arrived to Ireland, it was just a new turning point, a new beginning. So I have to work out to find my way, to find to, to reconnect to my identity first, my culture, and then to reconnect with the new culture and identity. So when you came to Ireland, it, it was very challenging uh, for you, was it? It, it was very you, challenging. I, I, just... I, you said that amazing line to me, you felt like you lost a part of your identity. Um, it's it's not just uh, losing your identity. It's there's many other complicated emotions and feelings. You feel uh, I can be very honest because this is what we want to do here to just com- connect with all the people who are listening to us. You feel uh, instead of feeling uh, proud or you achieve what you want to do, you work so hard, you studied, you have your career, you have your family, friends, everything, and now you just have to start from zero. You don't you lost everything. You have to start over again. And uh, this is um, this is very difficult mm-hmm. to to achieve without the support and help and con- find connection with the community now you belong to. And I know this is slightly shallow of me to say this, but it's fascinating. You were a public figure in your country. You were well known, and then you come here and you're and you're no longer well known, and you're a refugee. How did that feel? Um, I don't know about being a public figure. It made me think so many times about it, Brandon, and I shared some of this with you in the interview. Um, It's a big responsibility. It's not just a privilege or an honor. It's a responsibility Mm -hmm. because many people will rely on you. They wait your voice to be theirs and you don't recognize this sometimes. Um, It's just the personal when it comes, you know, uh, public uh, responsibility, you know, this yeah. is what does it mean to be Absolutely. public figure, and as you can see it now, nowadays, like everybody is waiting to public figures, people who can make a change, people have a voice to 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 be the voice of the vulnerable people, especially what is happening now in Gaza and for the children of Gaza. In so, when you arrived in Ireland, looking back now, how do you think people saw you? Uh, they didn't see me. Oh, I wow. was invisible. I was invisible. Uh, but what? Uh, how did they? See See me. It happened when I, um, I, I I figured out that I have to work on the things in common between me and my new community in Ireland, and I discovered that we have so many things. Actually, we have everything in common except maybe few details related to language and other, you know. Oh, heritage or tradition based uh, located here in Ireland, you know, but anything else is, 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 is in common with the Irish people. This is what I discovered and worked on. And how did you figure that out? That's really fascinating. Uh, it's, um, it's, it's again, it's through the awareness. If you're talking about education and sources of education, you have to educate yourself about your new home. And this is what I did. And some of the education resources came by chance, by uh, like when I watched uh, a movie that changed my life, that was Angela's Ashes, the biography of Frank McCord, and I could uh, connect with the story of Angela, the the mother of uh, Frank McCord, and I was introduced to all the heroic, beautiful mothers of Ireland through what she did and sacrificed to to help and support the children. The miserable life conditions that we share as a human being, it's just it's, the timing is different. But if you go to the human history, you will see like this kind of miserable life. What 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 what? Last, what uh, is there always is being a human being. 
the human emotions, the human um, struggle to find your identity, to find your own path that's to the really, life. Yeah, that's very interesting that you, you, you talked at length to me about Angela's Ashes and Frank McCourt's story. And, and it's, the, it's coming through hardship and persevering, isn't it? That's what you connected with. Um, look, it's not only only about the hard uh, things. It's about the beautiful, touching the beautiful things too. Uh, you cannot find hope uh, through only like struggling or suffering. Uh, but when you when you have when you decide that that education will be your solution, education will be your uh, the only help. Uh, that will take your hand to the right path, as I said, uh, you will arrive. So this is what I did. Uh, education doesn't mean always learning. It means like it's, it's a double responsibility. You learn and you lead others to introduce them to your own culture. So every time I, I talk about like uh, uh, in, in, in any kind of event or presentation and I talk about how grateful I am I am uh, to the safety I found here in Ireland, to the warm welcoming I found among the Irish community, it will be a chance to introduce my own culture as a human being coming from Syria. And my my concern was always not to stereotype the, the words, uh, the human beings in pre-packed packages like refugees without no name, no identity, no background, no cultural background. We have names, we have country names, we have our language, we have our dreams, we have our own fiddle. The one just uh, your amazing guest was talking about when he saw a fiddle, it was um, it was not an image no, of a yes. musical instrument. It was uh, the door to, to be recognized, the history, not to go back 200 years, 100 years back. So this is what you try to do, just to, to connect the dots of culture, the human culture, and then you will be there, you will be visible again. Y- you had a career helping other people tell their story and now you find you have to tell your story a lot. Do you find that difficult, frustrating? I I, I want to be honest with you. Uh, I couldn't tell the other people's stories when I was working in media. This is what I discovered after I arrived in Ireland. I discovered, I don't know, the circumstances were different. And But I do believe like I we do have responsibility as people who who might be heard people who work in public uh, you know uh, places or be heard now when I told my story it was making myself vulnerable making myself um and inviting the reader to be in, in my position too. Uh, I don't want to be always in the space that I I want to hear your story. I want to listen to your story. You are the vulnerable to share with me your vulnerability. No, I want to put myself this time. Uh, there's so much. There's so much. Myself. There's so much to talk to you about, Kinda. Your story is wonderful, and that's why I'm glad we reconnected. And the first episode of the Small World podcast is online. If people want to hear more. Um, there's so much more to talk to you about, and I'm sorry to have to cut a short but we're, we're going to have to wrap up very shortly the first episode of Small World is available online today and there's seven more episodes uh, to run up to the Global Refugee Forum in mid-December uh, the podcast as I said earlier is a useless project and UNHCR at the UN Refugee Agency there's conversations with myself and, and a much longer and, and deeper conversation with Kinder there that you can get really into but uh, conversations with Joanne McNally and Amir Abu Albrop take talking about their love of the stage music producer Simba Pichani talks to DJ Tarek Moore it's a really uh, really wonderful project so please do check out the Small World Podcast and um, you can. there's a petition that you can also sign if you feel like it uh, which will um, help 
the cause for global refugee acceptance and uh, that's, that's all if you just Google small world. Um, I'm back tomorrow. Thank you so much and uh, I'll talk to you then.